Hey guys, it's Ryan from Erie. Congratulations on a full year of the podcast. Love listening to it. Every episode so far. Here's to another great year or many, many more years. And that kind of leads into the question I wanted to ask for this week. What do you guys consider the best year for horror movies ever? Was it 99, like when Blair Witch Project came out and kicked off the found footage craze? Or was it sometime in the 80s around the Evil Dead, one of the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street? There are many different years. I'm interested in hearing what your guys' opinions are. And again, happy one-year anniversary. Congratulations on the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Great question. I don't think we, we've talked about particularly times and genres that we like, but I don't think a specific year. So, Zena, what is what do you think is the best year for horror? Okay. Well, first, yeah, thank you, Ryan. That's a cool question. Um, okay, well, it kind of depends on my mood. I know that's so annoying, but it's it's the truth. It switches often. Like sometimes it could be the 70s, but often it is the 80s. But as of lately, it's been the early 2000s because I feel like there's a lot of forgotten gems. That's fair. Do you have a specific year? I'm going to say, I'm going to make it just, you know, spicy and just say 2000. Ooh, 2000, huh? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little bit out of left field, but I'm I don't know. I've, I've been uh, going back and revisiting some some movies. Um, I know like with my mom, like she has a whole bunch of like DVDs, right? She was obsessed with buying from Best Buy for some reason. And uh, it was in the early 2000s and, you know, a lot of stuff came out around that time. So obviously like Final Destination, The Others, The Ring, Paranormal, Ginger Snaps, and, uh, right? So there's a lot of movies. So I don't know. I just think that it's just a a fun year. Fun year. That works. Mm -hmm. Megan, how about you? Uh, All right. So there's a lot of good years in horror. And I agree with Ryan that 1999 is amazing. But I went with 1981. Hmm. Just because 1981, you have The Howling, American Werewolf in London, Scanners, My Bloody Valentine, The Fun House, Friday the 13th Part 2, Dead and Buried, Buried Ground, The House by the Cemetery, The Prowler, Night School, Wolfen, I could go on and on. It's smack dab in the middle of the golden age of slashers. It's the start of the practical age of, or the golden age of practical effects of the whole 80s. So yeah, I went with 81. And I went just a little bit sooner. I actually went 1980. Okay. And I went 1980 largely because Massive Friday the 13th fan, the original. But on top of it, you had like Motel Hell, The Fog, um, Cannibal Holocaust, which was, you know, pretty influential on so many levels, both legal and cinematically. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mostly leaning on the Friday the 13th aspect, but it also felt like it just kind of kicked things off so much and seeing like how much money that horror movies could really make with very, very low budgets, somewhat thrown together and franchise them and change cinema quite a bit for me. Great question. Thanks again, Ryan. And our second one isn't a call. It is an email from Jamie. Congrats to the terrific trio on 50 shows. Thank you very much. This was a holdover from last week. Spoilers behind the scenes. This is two days after we recorded the last episode (laughs) because holidays and we still wanted to get content to you guys. Yeah. So uh, I've been listening since the beginning and love all the great recommendations and chemistry filled banter. 
In honor of your milestone, what are your favorite movies centered around a celebration? Mine are Ready or Not and April Fool's Day. Both excellent choices. Wishing you all the best, Jamie. All right, uh, Megan, why don't you start us off? Favorite horror movies centered around celebrations? Uh, I I like Ready or Not a lot. So yeah. I kind of went with yep. that theme and chose Harper's Island. It's a show, Ooh. but it is also mm. one of my favorite horror shows centered around a wedding as well. Um, and then this is more of a kind of, uh, what, what, not a guilty pleasure. Cause I don't believe in those kind of like a, a chart. I, I, I have a soft spot for it. Uh, demons Two, which oh. has to do with the birthday party. And that one's fun. And, uh, I mean, scream if we want to get technical because they are celebrating school being knocked out because of murder curfew. So yeah. I suppose it works. That's a celebration. Murder curfew. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Zena? Um, I'm gonna go with Allison's birthday. I talked about about hmm. it a couple of well, more than a couple. It was like one of our <laughs> earlier episodes. Um you know, birthday party, obviously, um, and then her family wants to take over her body. And then um, also monster party, uh, which is basically it's a dinner party, but it's a dinner party for serial killers. Mm. That works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I'm a little surprised I didn't hear either of you say Rec 3, which is on my list. Well, um, oh, yeah. I, I already got one wedding covered. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, I said uh, Rec 3, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, the classic. And one that I actually finally recently watched in the full movie, Murder Party. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I was, I feel like I only watched half of it for some reason. And I didn't, which I really enjoyed the first time. I was like, why did I only watch half of this? <laughs> it's really funny too. And, you know, art students. Oh, well, bad stuff happens to them, I guess. There, there is one that I expected to be on Zena's list, so I, I didn't mention it. But Killer Party. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my God, yeah, Killer Party would have been perfect. Okay, let's go back. Okay, yeah, Killer Party. <laughs> See, yeah, killer Party. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm sure someone out there is shouting it, also Midsummer, because it's pretty much entirely centered around the celebration. The only reason why they're there in the first place. Mayday. Also Wicker Man. Oh, Wicker Man. Oh, that's a good one, too. There's probably so many more. There are a about. lot, yeah. yeah. If we had more time to think about these, we probably would have had longer lists. In the meantime, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile, too. Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Well, I rewatched <laughs> Masses of Horror, the V word, that episode, because that episode always makes me smile. Um, it's from 2006. It's on Tubi. I've been trying to find it, you know, on a DVD or Blu-ray. I found like season one, but I can't find the second season for some reason, which is weird. Anyway, so two teenage boys break into a mortuary to see dead bodies, but they find what they find is more than they bargained for. So Mike and Iron, Michael Ironside, he's in this and he's a vampire and he just completely 
steals the show. He's such a blast. You could tell that he's having the best time ever. And Mm -hmm. it's just really cool to see because this one is directed by Ernest Dickerson. And it it feels a little bit cheesy sometimes, but I think that that's what makes it charming. It feels very much early 2000s. And um, that's, you know, that's what I really love. And I've always just been a huge fan of this series. Um, But yeah, I love the fact that there are a lot of references, references to, you know, older horror movies like Night of the Living Dead, um, the original Dracula, American Werewolf in London, Black Sabbath even. So like a lot of stuff. And then even with the music, it kind of sounds like similar to Halloween. Like I just realized that just re- rewatching it and stuff. But yeah. And then I also love the fact that the, you know, the word vampire is never actually really used. So that's why it's like, oh, the V word. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ah. but yeah, it's, it's really cool. It kind of felt like a, an adult version of Goosebumps. So Aww, that's cute. Er- I was like, Ernest Dickerson, come back to horror when? Yeah. Come on. Give it, just come back. But Come yeah, back. like <laughs> we miss you. It's it's a fun, um, you know, horror. It's more of a comedy, like horror comedy, but it's fun and it feels very much like fall. And it's fitting because we're in September. We're spooky babies. So that's the first thing that I watched. <laughs> then the second thing I watched uh, the made for TV slasher. I've been waiting for you from 1998 on YouTube. A teenager interested in the cult moves to interested in the occult moves into a small in- New England town whose occupants hide a shadowy past and unwittingly finds herself drawn to centuries-old saga of uh, persecution and fear. And so I feel like this one will be perfect to watch with I Know What You Did Last Summer, as well as The Craft or Scream, which is fitting because this is from, um, this is based on a novel by Lois Duncan, Gallows wow. Hill. Yeah, so it just, it fits right in with that. So, but yeah, this girl, she moves from California, her name is Sarah, to this small town in Massachusetts. And pretty much everybody starts accusing her as being like this legendary witch because they have the same names. But there are some spooky stuff that does happen around okay. her. Like, I'm like, Sarah's a pretty common name. Come on, people. It is. It is. You know, it's like, I guess it's that much of a small town, you know. But then, <laughs> you know, lockers are slamming. You know, stuff is getting lit on fire in the girl's bathroom. And she's like, when she's storming out. And it's like, Sarah, is that you? You know? So... But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pretty much the teens, they believe that she's like the witch and stuff. And so they kind of they believe that she's the witch and that she's seeking revenge against um, some of the the people like family and stuff like that. So but yeah, things just start to get a little bit spooky, especially on Halloween nights. And yeah, that's just pretty much it. And it's like I I thought the story was really intriguing. Like I found myself like really enjoying it. I kind of wish I would have watched it as a kid because I'm pretty sure that I would have been in love with it. And again, if you like slashers, um, but, you know, again, it is a made for TV movie, so it's not going to be like super uh, bloody or gory. But, you know, I feel like the storyline is very intriguing. Oh, and very familiar faces that you'll see. So that's what I checked out. Nice. Um, I watched Shelly. It came out in 2016. It is currently available to stream on Hulu. Uh, it is about a couple, Louise and Casper. They really want to become parents, but Louise is unable to have children. Um, she ends up making a deal with her maid from Romania named Elena to be a surrogate. But, uh, as soon as Elena becomes pregnant, she starts to think that maybe the baby's trying to kill her. So it's, it's one of those really, it's a really, really slow burn. Um, very quiet, very favoring like atmosphere and psychological horror you know like 
Elena's behaving really strangely the moment she does get pregnant. At one point, she's even trying to, like, punch her very pregnant belly, and Louise does not know what to do with her. So if you do not care for very slow atmospheric movies, this will not be for you. Um, the payoff is not as wild either, and they leave a lot of things. It's kind of like a John movie in that they do not explain they have some eerie things. It's, John movie. It's a John movie. Yeah, John does not like explanation. Don't do it. Uh, and Shelley does I'm not. I'm not against explanation. <laughs> it's just how the explanation takes place. Well, this one does not. It just gives you some mm. hints and stuff. And I almost wonder if the the finale would hit harder for women than men because we obviously are more familiar with our anatomy. And there's one part that something happens and I'm like, women's bodies should never do this. So, uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I liked it ultimately. I, I don't think it's like one of my favorite slow burns, but for this very interesting take on pregnancy horror, um, it was interesting. And then because, uh, flesh and blood has been ongoing on shutter. I was inspired to go back and watch a season I have not seen, which is guilty party. That one was season two that came out in 2017. It is currently available on Netflix and it essentially is, uh, it sees a group of former summer camp counselors return to the scene of the crime where they participated in a murder and then hid the body. It is now winter. There is like some kind of self-help uh, health cultish place there. And so it's like this overlap of two groups and the former camp counselors end up uh, discovering the body is missing. They get trapped there, and some winter killer in a parka starts picking them off one by one. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I mean, the, the slasher format lends so well to series because it's like you build this mystery over so many episodes, and slasher as a series is never afraid to get super gory. And I like that. Yeah, entrails flop. I mean, that's that's slasher. Ah, <laughs> uh, callbacks. Oh, callbacks from just two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> For us, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of two days, I this is another one of those weeks I'm incredibly grateful that you two picked a movie for me because we only had a couple of days. The only things I watched are The Gallows, which I'm not going to talk about, and a <laughs> Lifetime movie for another podcast I'm going to be on, which I'm not going to talk about right now, at least. So I started things out with Megan's pick, 2019's The Vigil on Hulu. A man providing overnight watch to a deceased member of his former Orthodox Jewish community finds himself opposite a malevolent entity. All right, Megan, why this one? Because I really love this one. Uh, I love the new take on possession horror, but most of all, I love that it's a new type of mythology. That's It's such an undertapped um, religion as far as horror goes. So we normally see the Dybbuk box and it does not give you that. Uh, so I was curious to see if you were, uh, you enjoyed it as much as I did. This movie is fantastic. Ooh. I love this. I love this up there. Not as much as anything for Jackson, but kind of close. Oh, wow. That makes me happy. It's, and I, I totally agree. It's like Orthodox Judaism is like an untapped resource for all this mythology. I found myself Googling things because, like, there are things about Orthodox Judaism, like, I no concept. Like, my the closest proximity I've had to, like, the religion is attending a bar mitzvah when I was in seventh grade. 
of a friend. Did you have fun? And I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything was way, the food was way fancier than my palate would allow. So like in hindsight, I'm like, I wasn't prepared for that level of just nice party, <laughs> which is not to be reductive. It was a nice party and more. Um, I'm very grateful that I was able to participate because it's always nice to see things just outside of our, our typical realm and outside of our box. And maybe that's part of what's lended itself to me liking the vigil so much. And the there was also something beautiful about, like, the Yiddish that they were speaking. Like, kind of, you know, because it's kind of like listening to, like, um, like Nuevo York. Like, that the, the mix of, like, English and, like, Latino or in Spanish in New York and, like, mm-hmm. in some of those neighborhoods and the mixture of the Yiddish and the English. And, like, there are moments where it's, like, Okay, I need subtitles. Oh, wait, no, that was English. <laughs> is, it, is it the same? Like, is it the same word in both? And, like, just kind of, it, it almost, it, I don't know. There was just something about listening to it that was like, wow, this is, I don't know if it was new or something, but it actually sounded really beautiful to me, like, listening to the language. And you're right. And the combination of just using the mythology, which, according to Wikipedia, the the entity that exists within this movie, it's not a spoiler, it's there it's a malevolent entity doesn't have a huge entry so the fact that they were they kind of built this movie around this mythology of this thing and created a really terrifying like entity as well but there's some camera shots in this that are so good Mm -hmm. there's a stairway scene near the end Mm -hmm. that i was like oh my god that is like the 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 amount that you can't see in this movie is like pitch perfect like you almost see something and you don't quite and just this idea of the guys just got to survive five hours that's <laughs> it but and there's just these really subtle under threads of like the difficulty that he's experiencing like with this group yeah. and like so he's pulled back into the religion purely for the money and it makes him test his the foundations of his faith and everything he understands and his own trauma it's 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 so good it is such a good movie. Go watch The Vigil on Hulu. It is so good. Yay. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But don't tell me you don't like it. I only want <laughs> to like hear from how. people. Yeah, just, yeah, it's fine. Like, if you don't like it, whatever. Maybe I talked it up too much and people are like, eh, it's fine. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I loved it. It was a great pick. Yay. That I probably wouldn't have necessarily watched. Um, Because I, I totally forget about Hulu. And Hulu yeah. horror movies always seem to be hidden for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And then I followed it up with 2014's Lyle on Tubi. Zena's pick. A mother's grief over the death of her toddler leads to horror. That's literally all IMDb <laughs> said about this. All right, Zena, why this one? Because the acting is out of this world to mm. me, especially with the, the woman who plays Leah. Like, mm. her raw emotions just scared me. And, like, it's a scary situation, even though we've seen it before, but she really did carry the movie. And it's like I've been waiting for like the director. Um, I think her name is uh, Stuart Thorndike. I've been waiting for her to come back out with another movie. It doesn't have to be horror. Just give me something. <laughs> and a surprising appearance from Michael Che from yeah, pro- probably most likely know from Saturday Night Live's uh, Weekend Update, <laughs> in a much more serious role. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I didn't know what to expect at all. I'd never heard of it. I I don't think I watched the trailer or anything leading into it. I was very appreciative it was only an hour because my day was also packed with yeah. work yesterday. Um it was it got so much better than I thought it would. 
because yeah at first you're just kind of like all right this is weird and kind of <laughs> awkward and then you kind of get answers and then you're like oh why does this seem familiar mm-hmm. and it is very familiar mm-hmm. to another very very famous horror movie that i'm not gonna name you might just na- understand it from the nature right. of my description but go watch it for yourself you're right like that range of emotion and that uh you know the concept like is she being gaslit mm-hmm. is she not is it is it her mourning and her trauma is yeah. it have to do with her impen or her pregnancy mm-hmm. and her hormones and her her fear of being a mother and just paranoia and everything else and i felt myself feeling way more in this movie than i thought i was partially like as a dad and you know having witnessed two pregnancies and i i couldn't even imagine like yeah. it, my role is so easy in this process <laughs> <laughs> and yeah lyle like it there were a couple of scenes i think there was i don't want to talk about it on the air because mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil anything really early on i think that there's an editing mistake mm-hmm. but i'm not sure if it was an editing mistake because i kept thinking about like was I supposed to see that or was that a mistake? Mm. Like, because is she paranoid or is that really happening? And I'll tell you guys when we're recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or no. Yeah. So, yes, this high recommend to go watch. Again, it's an hour. It's on Tubi, mm-hmm. low barrier of entry. You can knock it out in an hour. But it is, like, if you've got any interest in, like, that pregnancy horror, paranoia, uh, gaslighting type scenarios, Check it out. It's really well done. It's done on like a micro budget. Mm-hmm. Um, totally worth it. Yeah. Way better than I was anticipating. Cool. Thanks, Zena. All right. Before we move on, what do we watch and how do we watch it? So I watched Masters of Horror, uh, the V word, and also I've been, well, on Tubi. And then I also watch I've Been Waiting for You on YouTube. Um, I watched Shelly on Hulu and Slasher Guilty Party on Netflix. And I watched The Vigil on Hulu and Lyle. L Y L E on Tubi, which I, for some reason confused me last <laughs> week. It's like Lyle. Yeah, I, I that... said, "Have you watched Lyle?" You were Lyle. Like... <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Uh, what am I watching for next week? Uh, Zena, you're up. Okay, I, I feel like you from last week. Uh, have you seen? Because I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe <laughs> Megan gave you this one. Or maybe you've seen it on your own. Have you seen One Dark Night? Oh, it's a spicy crap. movie. <laughs> Hold on. I need to look it up because that sounds familiar. It has Jen. What is Meg Tilly? Meg I Tilly, forgot yeah. her sister's name. Oh, is it Meg it's Tilly? Meg. It is Meg Tilly. Yeah. Okay. Meg Tilly. It's from. Um, from 1983. Yeah. Or 82. Yeah. Tom. Tom um, Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Jason Lives director. Oh. Yeah. No, I thought this it sounded like a way more recent movie than I see. No, I haven't. Okay. Perfect. One Dark Night. It's on Shudder. Dark Night. Shudder. All right. Megan? Have you seen Bait? Oh, I haven't. No. <laughs> Maybe I, I mean, there's a few. It. There's another movie called Bait that I think is a, a gangland. No, drama. no, this but... is Sharks in a Grocery Store. <gasps> oh, Sharks in a Grocery Store. Perfect. It's on. What's it on? It's on Tubi. I feel like it's a holiday weekend. You need some fun in your life. Sharks in a grocery Ooh, store. I want to watch it too. <laughs> watch you it. Watch it. Do it. Do it. it. I actually really like this one. Awesome. Oh, I'm well, not just... Is this a recent movie? Uh, yeah, it's like 2016-ish, I think. 
Okay, I think I remember people talking about this. But yeah, wait, it so was they're... like bait 3D because it was like a 3D release, but. Mm. Okay. So they're really in a grocery store? <laughs> yes, they are Whoa! really in a grocery store. Yeah, because, yeah, it, it's like the first few minutes. They get trapped there because of a tsunami. It's an Australian. And then make sure to watch it with that double feature. Was it out of India, the the alligator in the pool? Which one was that? That was Thailand, the pool. <laughs> yeah, the pool. That's right. Yep. So perfect. Perfect double feature for the holiday weekend. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's been going on the last couple of days, Megan? The last couple of days, uh, September. September. We 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 went from August to September, which means that even though we felt like Halloween was already underway, September, it's official. It's official, yeah. official. Yeah. Which means that all sorts of Halloween news is starting to come out, uh, you know, like, AMC Fear Fest is starting to unveil their lineup. Freeform is unveiling their 31 days. And I can't remember. There's like another one. But yeah, so all the Halloween stuff is starting to drop, which includes the new Paranormal Activity movie. It is coming to Paramount Plus this Halloween. Uh, The Paramount and Blumhouse's upcoming new installment will be going straight to Paramount Plus. With Christopher Landon, he's behind Happy Death Day and Freaky, writing the script. And William Eubank, who did Underwater, he's directing. Uh, we don't have a date yet, but that's obviously coming soon because they are promising it's <laughs> going to be right around the Halloween season. So, yeah. Yeah. And additionally, a brand new documentary is also coming to Paramount Plus for Halloween. Uh, Viacom CBS streaming Tanya Giles said in a statement, a new paranormal activity from Paramount players should bring fans an unexpected reimagining of a beloved horror franchise. And we'll also be launching a documentary on the making of paranormal activity, both of which will be coming to the service in time for Halloween. Um, as a refresher, the new movie has been recently described as an unexpected retooling of the franchise, reportedly continuing the tradition of found footage. Emily Bader, Roland Buck III, Dan Lippert, and Henry Ares Brown lead the cast. Uh, Christopher Landon, is he's been involved in the franchise before. He wrote the second, third, and fourth installments of the series, and he wrote and directed P.A. The Marked Ones, which I just talked about on a recent episode. Uh, and here's news that should make John happy and uh, hitting a pre-order while we're recording, I imagine. Uh, so a new boutique genre label has emerged. Uh, Terror Visions film, Terror Vision Films is launching this Halloween season and WNUF Halloween special is going to be their launch title for the label. Uh, it's currently up for pre-order at Vinegar Syndrome, and it is really cute. Their slipcover makes it look like a VHS, and the back of it has, like, a Halloween lollipop stuck to it. Uh, yeah, so it's really cute. That's a John favorite. So by the time I'm done with this little portion, he's probably got it on pre-order <laughs> at Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, but in additional titles that they're releasing um, as part of their launch, they've got Norway, which Terrorvision described it. They The logline they gave... It makes me super, super curious. Like, I might blind purchase this one. The logline is, uh, for Norway, a vampire has to keep dancing or he will die. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, that's actually, isn't that an urban, I read that in a book, actually. About, Have you? Like an urban legend, yeah, like, um, this girl puts on a pair of shoes and then she can't stop dancing. 
Seriously. Well, this well, this one's a vampire. So yeah. how how does well, a vampire yeah. die if he stops dancing? I, yeah, there's <laughs> there's certain ways to kill a vampire. That's not one of them. Yeah, there's a creepy pasta about dancing. The song and dance man. Like once he starts playing, people dance until they die. There you go. Uh, also, part of their um, launch is 1987's video violence. It's about a husband and wife who open a video store in a new town and come to find out that the locals only rent horror films and the, the occasional triple Xer and make their own snuff videos. Okay. Yeah, they know how to party. Yeah, what a town. And 1987's Killing Spree, which is uh, a man suspects his wife of adultery and goes on a killing spree, naturally, eliminating mm. all he believes are sleeping with her. But his victims don't stay dead. Uh, Terror Vision Films is led by Ryan Graveface from Terror Vision Records and Brad Henderson from Vinegar Syndrome. And the label's films will be distributed by OCN Distribution. Uh, and on a related note, for more news that should make John's, uh, John happy, Chris L- La Martina is currently working on a sequel to WNUF Halloween Special, which you... That's what I thought. There was a Kickstarter for that, wasn't there? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, obviously, yeah. if there was, it went through because we can expect to enjoy the sequel sometime on the ho- road to Halloween 2022. Woohoo! Yeah. And then more stuff to stream... And stuff in our eye holes. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Netflix horror series, Cabinet of Curiosities, just announced its yeah. lineup. Yeah, and it's it's going to be stacked. From Netflix and Oscar winner Guillermo del Toro comes the anthology series, Cabinet of Curiosities. And the directors and stars attached is ridiculously impressive, which probably shouldn't be any surprise because del Toro himself is handpicking everybody involved. Um, episode directors for the series include Panos Cosmatos, who did Mandy, Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook, Vincenzo Natali, who did Splice, and David Pryor, who did The Empty Man. Uh, stars run the gamut from Andrew Lincoln, uh, Crispin Glover, S.E. Davis, Peter Weller. Uh, production has begun in Toronto on creator EP and showrunner Del Toro's collection of live action stories that Netflix says is meant to challenge our traditional notions of horror. From macabre to magical, gothic to grotesque, or classically creepy, eight sinister tales, including two original works by Del Toro, will be brought to life by a team of writers and directors personally chosen to by the Shape of Water filmmaker. Um, there is a full-on breakdown of all of the episodes as far as the, the talent behind them and who's directing and who's writing. And I won't go into all of them. Um, but some of the ones that seemed super interesting, um, that I hadn't already mentioned, like, uh, Peter, where is it? Mike Watkins writes an original episode based on a short story by H.P. Lovecraft directed by Catherine Hardwick, who's responsible for Twilight. Um, Haley Z. Boston, the she was behind Brand New Cherry Flavor, serves as writer of an episode based on a short story by comic book author Emily Carroll, which Emily Carroll, if you are not familiar with that comic book uh, artist slash author, look Emily Carroll up because she's got this really kind of gothic fairy tale style that I highly recommend. And that episode is going to be directed by Anna Lily Amirpour. She's, she did uh, Bad Batch and A Girl Walks Home at Night. So, yeah, it's I am a pretty on board instantaneously anytime Guillermo del Toro is attached to something. So even just seeing this this cast and that they want to challenge our notions of horror has me like give it to me now. Um, And (laughs) 
It's previously was called 10 After Midnight, so now it is Cabinet of Curiosities. That sounds awesome. Nice. For real. All right, listeners, you want to dive headfirst into Guillermo del Toro's cabinet? Need more VHS cassette tape-related horror? Let's hear about it. Numbers 224-475-1040. Numbers also in the show notes or emails at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. And yes, we are still working through our contest emails and calls that we have gotten, but fear not, we will get through them and any that you send in in the meantime. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So, on Thursday the 9th, Martyr's Lane will be available on Shudder. This is said to be an unsettling ghost story about a 10-year-old girl who lives in a large old house with her family, but she can't figure out why her mother seems so distant. And then at night, she's visited by a mysterious guest. Ooh. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then on the 10th, uh, Malignant, it will be available on HBO Max. Uh, Madison is par- paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her uh, torment worsens as she discovers they- these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. So, are we all checking this out? That's a yes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. All right. <laughs> John. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. And then also on Friday, uh, we have Death Drop Gorgeous. It will be available in limited theaters and VOD. And this drag exploitation horror, a dejected bartender and an aging drag queen, try to survive the eccentric, hostile nightlife of the corrupt city as a masked maniac is slaughtering young gay men and draining them them of blood. Vampires? (laughs) Like, uh, who does that? Then, I don't know if you guys watch this series or not, uh, but Lucifer Season 6 will be available on Netflix on Friday as well. John totally so. does. He's got he's got the foam <laughs> fingers. Lucifer! Yeah! Oh, yeah. I've got Google reminders on my phone. <laughs> like, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night to get my fix. He's got you all the time me. in the world for, for extra shows right now. Yeah, yeah I, I believe I, There's it. 24 hours in the day I gotta fill <laughs> No kids, nothing. Well, there you go. Um, and then last, also on Friday, um, if you like Halloween theme horror movies or anthology horrors, you may want to check it? out. <laughs> you may want to check out Bad Candy. It'll be available in limited theaters as well, and on VOD on the fourteenth of this month. So on Halloween night in New Salem, radio DJ uh, Chili Billy and Paul tell twisted anthology of terrifying local myths that lead to a grim end. For the small town residents. So, and uh, bloody disgusting TV. Yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own site, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Disgusting Pod, on Facebook at The Bloody Disgusting Podcast, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on Patreon.com slash BeDisgustingPod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. <laughs> <laughs>